we good, we good. Hey, tell me we are not the best looking show. Tell me we're not the best looking show. Now, this is Speak. That is the brilliant Dave Hellman, but y'all know who it is. Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Tatey McCoy. Enough, enough, enough. It's like enough, a game day. Enough, <laughs> enough. Y'all know why we're all here. The one and only, Joy Taylor. The one and only. That was good. That was now good. Look, I like that. Now, look, I'm Emmanuel Lacho. I'm here to make them all look good, but we're going to have some fun. Can I have some fun? Can we have some fun? We're going to have some fun. Now, look, we are out here in Phoenix. It's obviously Super Bowl week, just a couple days away. But what's exciting for the city of Phoenix is not just the Super Bowl, but the breaking news last night. Now, if I can be honest with y'all. Can I be honest? Can I be honest? Be honest. We at the club. Okay. It's me. It's Joy. It's Shady. Last night was a true story. It we're asleep. Dave was asleep. <laughs> I didn't get the invite. We were at, we're at the W Hotel. We turned it up. Shady was bouncing. Go ahead, bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Shady was bouncing. Joy was joying. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we got the breaking news. Kevin Durant got traded yep. to Phoenix. Oh, my God. So now the only question is, are the Phoenix Suns immediately, immediately championship <laughs> contenders? Last year they got bounced in the semis. Dave, who bounced them in the semis? The Dallas Mavericks. Oh, the Dallas Mavericks bounced them. The year before they got bounced in the NBA Finals. Giannis Ugoanza Takumpo bounced him. He's Nigerian, so y'all know I got to show love. <laughs> <laughs> but now the question, LaShawn McCoy coming to you, does Kevin Durant make the Suns favorites? Absolutely. The last time people doubted KD, what did he say? I'm Kevin Durant. Y'all know who I am. Y'all know who I am. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at before he got injured, I mean, he's shooting 55% from the field. On any team he goes to, he's going to be the best player on the team. Let's just be honest. He went to the Warriors. Everybody talks about the Warriors. Oh, he went to this Warriors team. He was the best player in the Warriors. There's a reason why he went uh, uh, finals MVP. Yep. You go to, to, to the Suns now, they could do so much. You could do the pick and roll with CP3 and Kevin Durant with Booker on a wing for, with a tray ball, or you could do pick and roll with Booker and Kevin Durant. Or if you want to get funky with it, get right? Funky as in really, really good. Get funky with it you could put Kevin Durant in the post. One-on-one, -on -one, you got to send the double. You send the double, they can score. This team's going to be crazy. I'm happy for Kevin Durant. Happy for KD. Joy Taylor, what do you make of it? Are the Suns instantly title favorites? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, congrats, Mavericks, for your three days of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That was <laughs> stunning. Sorry if there's some Mavs fans in here, but that was, that was quick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a team that has been building and, as you mentioned, has been deep into the postseason over the past couple years. They've really changed the culture there. They've put in a, a great structure and program. Monty Williams is a great coach. And you have stars. Yeah. And the thing about Kevin Durant which is unique to KD, which you can't say about every single star, is he fits into so many different yep. offenses. Yep. His, his skill set is so pliable. So while I would be hesitant to say, oh, this is going to work immediately, I don't feel that way about Kevin Durant. And I think most people agree that this feels like, okay, we're going to plug him in as soon as he's healthy, and he's going to have a very short turnaround to get into this system and make it successful. They already have the base, as I said. So to put Kevin Durant in this situation, everything Shady just said about how it's going to work on the court, but I also am very much looking forward to seeing Kevin Durant being able to play at a high level with consistent players around him. Yeah. Kevin Durant's one of my favorite basketball players of all time. When he is rolling, there's very few people in the world that can stop him. He's great defensively. This changes the game for Phoenix. 
I was not at the club. I was <laughs> having a very mature sleep. I, this, this was me. I, was, I rolled over. I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, my God. The Suns are going to be tough to beat in, in the West. I think that's important. Actually, this reminds me of the game that we're going to preview, the Super Bowl. You know, a little game they're playing right down the way. The West looks absolutely terrifying right now, doesn't it? Like, okay, the Suns just did this. The Mavs got Kyrie Irving, which feels like it happened a month ago at this point. By the way, the Nuggets are still there. They're still the one seed. The Clippers are still hanging out. The Lakers are trying to load up and give LeBron things to work with. What's happening over in the East? Boston and Milwaukee are still there, and they're still very loaded teams, and they have a much easier route to the finals, in my opinion, than the Suns or anybody else, because the West reminds me of the AFC. You know, it's, it's Burrow, it's Mahomes, it's Herbert in yep. football, and Josh Allen, can't leave him out. That's what it looks like in the West, whereas I feel very confident right now saying Boston or Milwaukee is going to be in the NBA Finals. <laughs> One of those two teams. And so I just think... It's a much harder road. I think this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, and I think the Suns are now the team to beat in the West. But it's way easier over on the other side. So I just put some respect on those two very complete teams on the other I side. I got a question for y'all. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Kevin Durant fans, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Yeah. Now, Shady and I argue about this all the time because 2525, 2-5, 2-5 as I affectionately call him, Kevin Durant left OKC. And he went to Golden State. Okay. He got him a couple rings. Right. A couple of. Right. Left Golden State, goes to Brooklyn. Wait, before you say that. Go ahead, I'll wait. The Warriors called him, right? They called to go get Kevin Durant. He didn't ask to the Warriors. They came to him. They called. Okay. Continue. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get that straight. He goes to Brooklyn. All right. He don't win no rings. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to a Suns team that was just in the conference finals two years ago was just in the semis, heavy favorites over the Dallas Mavericks. Do you feel like this is to some degree a shame on Kevin Durant for once again packing his bags you know and leaving a destination? I'm tired of the narrative about Kevin Durant running to the better teams. Like I talked about, first of all, the Warriors came to go to get him in the Hamptons. In the Hamptons. Matter of fact, after, of after, the after the Cavs beat the Warriors, Draymond Green, who's my dog, he called Kevin Durant. Bro, we need you. We need you. That's what really happened. So when he, he goes to the Warriors, they get, a, they get some chips, chips, rings and things. And things. Okay, then they made the whole narrative, oh, my God, he can't win without Steph Curry. Cool, I'm going to Brooklyn. Yep. Same thing they said about Kyrie Irving, you can't win without LeBron James. Cool. They linked up in Brooklyn. They brought another guy named James Harden, yep. and, I mean, he, he brought him in his baggage. He's been declining. Let's just keep it honest. He won the same. He got out of there. Kevin, or, um, um, Kyrie Irving had a lot of things outside the court. You know, I won't get into that. He wasn't playing. So now you got Kevin Durant out there with just himself. So now he goes to the Suns. They traded him there. I told him, like he wanted to go there. They traded him there. So now you go there, he's gonna instantly going to be the best player. I love it. I love the move. Because like, now, real quick, now like a team has, they're going to have two great defenders. They probably have one great defender. Sure. Who are you going to put him on? Booker, you're going to put him but on that's KD. That's not my issue. That's it not my matter. issue. Get a man's ring. That's not my issue. You want to hate on him, and I'm not letting you hate on him today. <laughs> Super Bowl week, you're not hating on Kevin Durant. It's too beautiful to hate. Because when, Kevin, because when LeBron James did it, you was all cool with it. Him, Bosh, Wade, Ray Allen's the backup. It was all love. He's the greatest scorer title. That's cool, but when it's Kevin Durant, it's an issue. I don't like that. Joy, chime in on that. Chime in on that. Chime in on that. I'm going to have to push back on the there wasn't an issue when LeBron went to Miami. It was quite a bit. It was a, quite, quite an issue. issue. Matter of fact, we were talking about that on the ride over here. Um, look, this is a different world now. No one's really upset about this, really. People are upset that Kevin Durant is leaving Brooklyn. And we've talked about this last week. 
you, Brooklyn is not a place that really has a very strong claim over Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Well, everything that happened there was certainly not Kevin Durant's fault, but the organization didn't do a whole lot to calm the waters with everything. It was, let's, let's try this. And I don't worry, let's try this. There's no backbone, there's no culture there. <laughs> Kevin Durant is one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen. He deserves to play in a situation that w- will help him to thrive. And he, w- he can bring winning to that organization as well. Keep in mind, Kevin Durant is a champion multiple times yes, and was the best player on those teams in those championships. He knows what it takes to go all the way. You're going to a situation that hasn't done that yet. So he's bringing that element of it as well without all the stress and the constant noise that's going on in Brooklyn. This is a great situation. There's nothing to hate on here. We do the same thing to quarterbacks, not to keep bringing it back to football, but that's why we're in Phoenix. (laughs) we, uh, why, why do you have to do it all by yourself? Why do you have to be right. the one guy who's I mean, worth a damn? Like we I don't, I don't buy ben it. No. Come on. Man. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Hey, what? Here's what y'all will learn about with Sean McCoy. Oh. Ben Simmons going to catch a straight. <laughs> <laughs> he going to catch. He going to catch a straight. Here's my thought process, though. Uh, Giannis won his chip, and Giannis won his chip with Middleton. He won his chip with Drew Holiday. Um, Kawhi Leonard won his chip in Toronto. He won his chip, obviously, with that squad. Uh, Kyle Lowry, amongst others, if I'm not mistaken. Then you fast forward. LeBron James, he won his chip. It was in the bubble. Uh, Steph Curry won his chip. They built that team through the infrastructure yeah. going back to 2010, 11, et cetera. I'm not saying you got to do it all by yourself. But we do have to acknowledge there is a difference in how Giannis, Kawhi, Steph, and even to some degree LeBron won his chips, and how Kevin Durant is seeking to win his. We do have to to some degree acknowledge there is a difference. What's the difference? The difference to me is Kevin Durant joined a unanimous MVP when he won his first chip in Steph Curry, obviously. He joined a 73-win team. Kevin Durant joined a team in the Phoenix Suns who were just in the conference finals. Joy knows this better than anybody. She lived in Miami. When LeBron went to the Heat, the Heat were a perennial five seed, five seed, four seed. Now, hold on. Dwayne Wade was there, the and they also there. brought in Chris Bosh. Pat Riley was in the building. I'm not denying any of that. And but they had won a championship they, that, not that long before. They had won a championship back in 06, but it's not like they were the best team in the West. Like the Phoenix Suns have been the, oh, no, be- the best team in the West. I don't know why you have to suffer to prove something. I'm not into suffer hustling, okay? That's for somebody else. Especially Kevin Durant. He's past that point in his career. I'm thinking, though, don't you think, like, love Why has KD always got to suffer? Why can't he just go to a situation that's good and win a championship and it be because Maybe of because what, what, is, what is fair for, Joy Taylor? I don't like fair. Fair's fair. not real. Oh, exactly. That's my point. So it's not fair. It's not fair. Every, but the every team of- has somebody. Let's, 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 for a second, let's talk about it, right? So who you want to go with, the Clippers? They got PG and they got Kawhi. Yep. The Lakers, they got AD, they got LeBron. Yep. Let's keep going. The Sixers, my, my team I like. They got Harden and they got Embiid. Mm-hmm. We can do this forever. So why can't Kevin Durant get the same type of love? Because LeBron James started this whole mess. Kevin Durant can get whatever he wanted, but I, for, I remember last week Shaquille O'Neal tweets at Kevin Durant, and all he says in all caps at the end of the tweet is hashtag or sign the bus driver. Who do he have? He had pretty, Who he has? Played with some pretty good players. Like, come on, we gotta do that. Who he has? Hello, I'm asking. Kobe Bryant. Thank you. And Dwayne Wade too. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's two. There's two of the best. Two of the best. Two of the best. Two of the I take issue with the. Kevin Durant is seeking to do anything. The Suns are seeking to win a championship, and they brought in one of the best players in basketball. Like, I mean, I'm sure Kevin Durant didn't want to be in Brooklyn, but the Suns pursued this and paid a heavy price for it. Like, it's not like Kevin Durant forced his way here. Like, the Suns are like, we want to get over the hump. Who can help us do that? Oh, probably, like, the first or second best player in the world? you're the only person at this desk with a championship ring. Two. 
I know. I was gonna, I was gonna build that up. You wanna, you wanna host the show? You wanna host the show? Can't do this. I just, I just think much of short, me brother. That's all. Um, you got two championship rings. So my thought process though is, are all rings created equal? You're the one who has them, so you can speak to it. How about are all this? rings traded equal? How about this? When I was with the Chiefs, right? I had about what five, six hundred yards, high yards per carry. Started in week three, and then later on, I didn't start anymore. Right? I didn't even play in the, in the Super Bowl game. The Bucks. I was more a, a mentor, veteran. I didn't play that game. All them years before that, I had all pros, Pro Bowls, rushing titles, everything you can name, whatever you want to name. I had it. I'm an all-decade running back. None of that can even match a Super Bowl. So going from all them stats to not playing a Super Bowl and having Super Bowl rings. It's eagle. I would love to have the ring. So however you get it, and I get it that Kevin Durant, I guess, how he got his rings, mm-hmm. it don't matter. He got them. You got to earn them. You can't give it. You can't Every, be given. Everybody can't get into that club of greatness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, behind that door is, is greatness. Yeah. And LaShawn McCoy, you have entered into, you're knocking on that door. I believe you will be a Hall of Famer here in one day shortly. Don't cry on set, Shady. Don't <laughs> cry on set. Not in front of all these people, okay? We just met him. But I do believe you will get into that door. Don't, <clears throat> don't you think once you're in that door, there are levels of conversations even behind the door. And that's the conversation I'm having with Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant's in conversations with Shaquille O'Neal. He's in conversation with LeBron James. He's in conversation with Magic, with Duncan, with Akeem. He's in top 10, top 12 all-time conversations. Charles Barkley talked about he's not in that conversation. You don't think Charles Barkley would love to have another player like a Scottie Pippen on his team to go get a ring? Because people forget how good Charles Barkley really was. MVP. But he can't can't be in a conversation with Jordans and and the Shaqs. He don't have no rings. So let's, if he could rewind everything in time, he would go there and get him a superstar and get a ring so he could sit at this table and talk about championships. Mm. Talk to me. <laughs> hey, he said talk to him now. You know what I mean? Talk to him. Oh, now look, that is um, just a little bit of how we getting started. We better have some fun with y'all. We're going to talk some hoops with y'all. We got some Pro Bowl players coming on. We got some All-Pro players coming on. We got Quandre Diggs coming on. We got Patrick Peterson coming on. We got the best linebacker in football coming on. It's going to be a show. Let's hear it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yo, yo, we having some fun, right? Yeah! Just checking. Um, one of my favorite rap lyrics. It says, bow in the presence of greatness. Ooh. We in the presence of greatness. Yeah! Let me get the introduction first, then we can applaud. <laughs> Quandre Diggs, three-time Pro Bowl safety for the Seattle Seahawks. Only safety since Ed Reed with six consecutive seasons or three with three-plus interceptions. Mm. Talk to him. Quandre Diggs has been a captain of a bad defense for the last several years. So without further ado, can y'all clap for Quandre Diggs, please? Q, let's go. 
I start with this. Um, this is a big game. This is a huge game. Clearly, you have the desire to be in this game. Y'all made it to the playoffs. Y'all fell short. But talk to me about the season, the Seattle Seahawks season. Nobody gave y'all a chance, and y'all still made it to the playoffs. Just talk about that. I mean, it's, it's special. You know, I mean, I think that goes a lot to with the culture that Pete Carroll has created up there. And um, it's something that they've been doing for 11, 12 years. And it's a standard in that building. So, you know, when everybody was doubting us and everybody was saying we wasn't going to be good and, you know, we would win four games, I mean, we were laughing, really, because, I mean, we got a bunch of underdogs in that locker room, a bunch mm -hmm. of guys that, you know, um, when you get challenged, you know, they want to go, go beat those challenges. And that's kind of what we did all year. And you see it, I, we got the comeback player of the year. You know, we got two rookies in there for offensive and defensive player of the year. So, um, I mean, it speaks, speaks credit to the culture and everything that's Pete's created. And, you know, I just, you know, I just been following the lead since I got there and now I'm the, I'm the captain. So, you know, guys are following me and I'm just doing my best to uphold that standard. And Gino pretty notoriously had a quote about what you just mentioned getting written off. And I'll, I'll be he honest said, hey, with right you. Back, <laughs> <laughs> right back. I wasn't sure how he was going to look this season. Obviously, we know what Pete Carroll and, and you all have built there and the consistency, but he was a big question mark for all of us, except for him and apparently you guys. So when did you see that he was going to be capable of doing this? I mean, I think for us, it was the year before we had to start those three games when uh, Russ was injured. Um, we were in the game against Pittsburgh. We could have played better defensively. Um, and then, you know, the Jacksonville game, he came out and he just lit it up. You know, I think he he had like 12 straight completions, um, which is a credit to he had like 68 percent complete complete percentage this year. So um, he showed that in those games, and then we got to camp. You could just see the confidence, and you know he's bringing everybody together. He's running with the ones, and you know he has the chemistry chemistry with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and um, the offensive line, and they're believing him. And then we got young guys, Ken Walker and Rashad Penny. So. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, veterans like that. And, you know, you see him competing, going against us, and we're making it hard as we can. And um, he's stepping up to the challenge. He's bringing that energy, that swagger that he has. And, you know, um, I know you guys see him talking trash a little bit on the field, but <laughs> that's who he is at practice, too. Like, me and him, we're going out of that practice because we want to make each other better. And um, I think he did a tremendous job, and, you know, I can't wait to get him back next year. Q, they call you Quandre the Giant. Where you get that nickname from? Man. Because, by the way, <laughs> he looks six foot. He's really 5'8". <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so in case you're you all wondering. Short kings, man. <laughs> um, for, for context, Quandre played at Texas. I played at Texas. I've known Q since he was literally like 15. Quandre the Giant, where did the nickname come from? I mean, it came when I came to Texas in the spring. You guys brought me in 2011 in the spring. You guys are coming off a of five and seven year. Y'all needed a little spark, so. Um, a little spark. You know what I mean? <laughs> I came in there, you know, and I just was me. I was just myself, and, you know, I just played well. And, you know, I always talked my trash, and but I always showed up. And, you know, um, I think the strength coaches came up with it. That's when uh, uh, one of those Lil Wayne songs that came out during that spring, and it says something about Dave, you are Andre a resident Lil Wayne. Oh, Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> uh, I know the line you're talking about. What song is that from? Yeah. Dave is on this set for this game. I'm about to go Andre the Giant. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rick Ross and Lil Wayne, right? Yeah. I, shoot, my girlfriend would kill me right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's so mad at me watching this right now. Hey, Q, real quick. So, um, on a prep meeting, you seem pretty cool. You seem authentic. Right. You seem real. Right. So you talked about Gino. Can we keep it real? Yeah. 
So oh, what you gonna ask him? Shane got on. him prepping for this. I keep it real. I didn't prep him for this. Nice questions. I keep it real. I didn't prep him, no. <laughs> My brother. Now, Gino was the backup and Russ was the starter. Right. So Russ has been the best offensive player the Seahawks has ever had. Let's right. just keep it 100. Yeah. Right. So when he he was leaving, right, and then Gino was the backup, and we all know Gino Smith's resume before this year. Right. I played against him, and, and so I know him, know him, right? Right. You wasn't nervous. Keep it real. I mean. Russ was leaving. I mean, anytime a, a Hall of Famer in my eyes, I think Russ. Okay, you know there, we mean, there we go. Anybody that's leaving in that stature, that's done what he's done, he has every record in Seahawks history, of course you're going to be nervous that, you know, the, the starting franchise quarterback, you right, know, right. Super Bowl winner, um, led them to a lot of playoff games, and I think he only missed the playoff once or twice since he's been there. Yep. So, of course you're going to be nervous, but I also think we looked at it as a challenge, like I told you, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, if it wasn't that Rush didn't want to be there. There was some other things going on. I heard that. I heard that. If you didn't want to be a part of what we were going to create, then we had to move on and we had to do it our way. And, you know, I took a chance also. I was a free agent last year. So if I didn't believe in that organization, I didn't believe in that franchise, I could have easily left. And, you know, I could have been playing for one of these you two teams. You did get paid a lot of money, though. <laughs> that normally helps, right? <laughs> you get paid a lot of money. Hey, man, the money's part of it, but I had big offers. <laughs> I tell you that. And you was a six-round pick, right? Six-round pick. Real quick, talk about, like, the having a chip on your shoulder because initially I was a second-rounder, and I felt some type of way. Right. Like, they're going to take no Sean real before me, and you, you have that type of attitude right. where you're a six-rounder, and yeah. you've seen a lot of guys go before you. Right. Talk about how that, like, uh, drive you to be the player you are today. I mean, I think that's just part of the chip. I mean, a lot of that goes back to college, too. I know Manny knows the story of, you know, my brother was a consensus All-American at University of Texas, and I almost didn't get an offer, and all these other guys were getting offered. Wow. You know That's what tough, I mean? Yeah. So for me, it was that, and then, you know, six-round draft pick. That just kind of adds to it. So, um, you know, I, I still have a, you know, I still look, go look every year. I'm checking off names, the guys that's not in the league. You remember the names? I don't remember the names. Do you remember the guys that before you? Not all of them. Oh, like 24. No, no, no. But oh, I go. Know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. He found the name right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the interview's not about me, but if you want me to sponsor, go ahead. Can, can we, we definitely want to hear it. No Sean Marino. Okay. Went to the, the Broncos. Yep. 12th pick. Yep. Uh, a guy named uh, Donald Brown. Oh, yeah. Right. With the uh, UConn. Yep. Uh, he went. right? Yeah, oh, he went to the Colts. Yeah. Right? He was a uh, uh, 28th pick. Yep. And then the 31st pick. Who was it? Was it the Arizona Cardinals? Was it Beanie, Wells? Beanie Wells. Oh. <laughs> hey, I could have had me. It's a Beanie. You know what? It's not about me. It's about you, Dave. Hey. Hey. I get emotional. I'm a hey. cancer. I get emotional. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to keep that chip in. I mean, Hall of Famer in your own right. So they, them guys, they missed out on you. I actually, I appreciate that line of questioning because I'm curious. So you're a six-round pick. Right. You know the difficulty. You're a DB, too. You understand how challenging that is. With all due respect, I mean, y'all have so many great vets, but, like, the rookie class for y'all was so huge this year. Yes. And you mentioned Tariq Woolen. I think he's a fourth-round pick. How fifth. fifth? Excuse me, fifth-round <laughs> pick. How impressive is that for a day-three pick to come in six picks, defensive rookie of the year candidate? I mean, what, what have you seen from that guy this year? I mean, first of all, when you see him, you look at him, you just, this guy, like, like Shady said earlier, like, he's meant to play football. You know what I mean? He's, he's one of those guys that he's 6'4", he has super long arms, super skinny, though, super, super skinny, but he runs a 4'2", so you put him out there and it's just like he's pressing guys out. He has great hips. He's not one of those big, tall guys that's stiff. He can run, and, you know, I used to challenge him, man. 
I used to challenge him every day in practice. I would be supposed to lean backside to him with DK and Tyler over there, and I'd look at him like, you locked, bro. I'm going to go get an interception. You know, <laughs> whatever you got to do, do that. And I think that challenge is what really helped him, and I think going against those two guys really helped him throughout the year. And uh, he's a phenomenal talent, and he's going to continue to grow and get better. Talk to us about Pete Carroll because he, he's gone through so many different versions in his career, and now it's, it's a new chapter for him. But he has such a youthful energy. I mean, running around the, the facility with a scooter and just doing whatever. Yes. What, what is it like to have somebody that has the resume that he has, but also the energy? Does that reflect in what you guys do? Yeah, no doubt. I think he's the ultimate players coach. I mean, I think um, with Pete, you see him as a legend because that's what I see him as, you know. I remember wanting to go to USC when Pete Carroll was there and things like that. So for me, you know, him to be one of the rare few coaches to come out of the college ranks and be so successful that he's been, um, I think that speaks to him as a, as, a, as a coach, but I also think it speaks to him as a person because he knows how to get through to his players. And um, what he brings to the table, you know, he's just kind of like the cool dad where, you know, like you guys say, he's on the scooter, he has his big shoes, he's running up and down the field. and. He lets you just kind of be yourself. That's big thing about our culture is, you know, you be who you are. You know, we don't want anybody to change you. You do what you do. You talk your trash. You don't want to do something, then tell us. You don't want to do it, and we'll try to get it to cater to you. But um, I think he plays a big part in that. And when he called me last year um, telling me that, you know, he wanted me to be the captain of the defense and come back and lead, um, that meant a lot to me. So for me, I feel like when I go out and play, I got I to gotta show him and, continue to prove to him that he made the right choice. Q, question for you. Last two for you. Um, Pete Carroll, I need your favorite Pete Carroll story. The whole audience came here for good stories. Y'all came here for good stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. You came for a good story, right? Yeah. All right, man. I need your favorite Pete Carroll story. I mean, it's a few. Um, it's a few because he's an interesting old man. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's definitely an interesting old man. I mean... Um, I mean, everybody has seen the combine story where he took his shirt off with DK yep. and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's just – that's him. You know, I think this year for a Monday night game, of course, we're getting, ready, we're getting ready to play the Broncos. And, you know, you got Russ out there. And of course, he wants to win that game a lot. Oh, you see that? Yeah, he okay. wants to win that game. He's a competitive, competitive, competitive old man. But uh, – <laughs> So, like, we're just sitting there, and, you know, I've been there, like, three and a half years. So, like, sometimes, you know, team meets can get redundant. you like, I'm just ready to play on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Like, I'm just ready to play. And then all of a sudden, all you hear is just like, boom. He's running through the, through the, um, the little uh, whiteboard in there. He just ran through the whiteboard. And so everybody, like, ah, like, getting crunk, getting crunk. And he, like, pumping up. Yes, bro. <laughs> so they was like, do it again, do it again. So they, <laughs> they, they pick it up. He stepped back farther. He runs. Boom! Run it over. Everybody get up. They cancel the meetings because everybody's so hyped. Like, but that's just who he is. Like, like he the brings it. Yeah, come on, bro. You oh, seen the Monday night game? I just had to make sure though. You run through wall. You couldn't even win Yeah. Game. So, oh man. I mean, I just think that's who he is. That's that's what he wants to be. He wants the team to to be loose, have fun with it, and bring high energy in. That's just the person he is. I mean, he's always on that scooter with the big shoes riding around. That's just what he does. Q, you fell my brother, fell my friend. Appreciate yes, you joining it. Can we get a round of applause for Q? <laughs> when we return, Captain Peterson, eight-time Pro Bowler, will be joining the set. More feet after this.
Joseph's an elite group of men that have both a Heisman Trophy and a bust in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Perfect Ten, February 11th on Fox. What's up, feet family? Joined now by eight-time, yes, eight-time Pro Bowler, Patrick Peterson. So he goes by Pat P, P twice, Patrick Peterson, lockdown, all the things. Yo, how it feel being back in AZ? Obviously, you played here. You were drafted here. How it feel just being back in the city? It feels awesome. The weather, most and foremost. <laughs> you know, leaving Minnesota, it was like, it was like I came into heaven. Yeah. You know, coming here, not seeing any snow. So it feels great to be back here in a golf atmosphere because, you know, I love playing golf. So I had the opportunity to play golf yesterday. So feels good to be back in my second home. Pete Twice, you are one of the best cornerbacks of the generation. Yep. I think yes, about – Dar Darrell Revis, depending on what generation you look at. Yep. Then there's Richard Sherman and there's Patrick Peterson. Yep. And that's what it is. Like, it's Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman. It don't matter how you look <laughs> at it. But you traveled all over the field. Yep. Wherever the best receiver went, you went. Obviously, for the most part, Sherman played in that cover three defense. Do you wish you had it easier? Because you had it hard now. <laughs> like, he had eight Pro Bowls, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Three all pros, y'all. Do you wish you had it easier? <laughs> nah, I, I, I wouldn't change anything at all because that's how it was for me in high school, you know. P2, go get that guy. Yep. You know, we need you to shut him down, go get him. You know, we need you to go make plays, go do that. So it's something I've been doing my whole entire career. So when I got here in the NFL, it was like second nature for me. I, I think myself watching the corners, when I played against the really top corners, the elite guys, like we all watched Dion, he traveled. But Darrell Rebus was the first cornerback I've ever seen. If the defense is huddling up right. or in the office is huddling, <laughs> he's not even over there. He's, about, he's over there tying his shoes. Right. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? Because he knew, I don't care what the call is, I got mm. the best wide receiver. Yep. Now, you're the only guy since him that I really watched travel. Yep. Do you put more emphasis or more respect on the cornerbacks that travel with the, with the top wide receivers? Oh, you have to because a lot goes into trying to understand what that opponent is going to do for 60 minutes of a ball game. Right. When he motion, when he's at an extra, uh, when he's at the Z receiver, yeah. what he's going to do when he's at the slot, you know, what, what route he tends to run when the back is set to him. You know, it's mm. things like that. It's things like that. What, he, what routes he run when he's in a condensed set, bunts formation. It's things like that that you have to be fine-tuned in for 60 minutes, and it's hard to be fine-tuned into those small of details for 60 minutes. Well, speaking of traveling, can we travel back to the desk? Let's do it. I need to hear some noise, though. <laughs> I need to hear some noise, though. Can we travel back to the set? Can we travel back to the set? Please. Can we travel, can we travel back to the set? Please. Can we travel? 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 Dave Hellman is an LSU grad. I'm Go Tigers. I have to bring it on. Show the tattoo. Show the tattoo. I can't. You show the tattoo. Find a way to show the tattoo. It's, right? It's, I don't care. You unbutton that. Uh, we will wait. We will yeah. wait. We'll talk about Take something. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not doing anything else. Show the tattoo. Oh, yeah. Go Tigers. That's, see, that's my guy. Oh, yeah. Yo, like, all pros, all hey, day. Show, show it to the camera. Show it to the camera. There it is. That's nice. There it is. That's dedication right there. I like that. This is this is the original number seven. Oh, yeah. If you don't know what that means, just, just don't talk to me. <laughs> I was I was there, West Virginia. I think Geno Smith was the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he was. Punt to that took a punt to the house, struck the Heisman pose. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Hey, listen, you want to get him fired up? Mention oh, some I'm, LSU I'm, now. <laughs> when I heard when I heard Pat was coming on the show, I was like, I'm going to find a way to make this about LSU. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you did it. I, I mean, appreciate we, that. We can't. You know, we're we're family now, Mason. Yeah. So. That's true.
Yeah. LSU. Like Go well. Tigers. Exactly. We planned all of this. I'm satisfied. Yeah. I'm satisfied. <laughs> uh, Pat B, you go from Arizona and you go to Minnesota. Yep. People write you off. Mm-hmm. For obviously, for obviously. One, I won't say that the Cardinals wrote you off, but people write you off. Yep. Then this year, I believe you had five interceptions, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Five of them, right? Yep, five. Most you've had since when? Because y'all uh, be knowing. My second season, so 2012. How much more you got in the tank? Um, I got about two years left. Two years left. Since you're 12? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of such a very precise. Can I be honest? Can I be honest? I do. Let me be honest. That was like one of those softball questions. You just asked to like pass the time. Like, how much more you got to think? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm still thinking about playing a couple more. No, I got two years left. I'll retire on June 7th, 2025. Okay, well, you know, we'll talk a little bit about Arizona. There's yep. a little a lot going on there yep. right now. Mm-hmm. And there's some questions about about Kyler's future there. I, I really want to ask, what do they need to do? What do they need to put around him? Because he's the future there regardless. What what would you put around him to help him succeed? Man, they have to put someone that's in place that that's not going to take the bull drive. That's not going to, that's going to be able to stand strong, not only to him, but to everyone. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's not going to be a pushover. You know, a guy that's going to run the program his way. If you don't like it, so be it. And that, that's going to come with a, a culture change. And I hope the coach that they do find can provide that. And, you know, who wouldn't want to come play here in Arizona? You know, it's, this can be a, a destination that a lot of guys want to come to because the weather, the facilities here, you know, they're trying to get guys here, but until they change the culture, I think that's what's going to be the biggest turning point. Now, I have to do this. Um, what do you mean specifically when you say bull jive? <laughs> um, you know, just, just, just football, man. Let's just, let's just worry about football. You know, just not the people's personal lives and what they have going on outside of the building. Let's, let's put our time and focus on trying to be the best football team that we can be. Pepe, you've played with quarterbacks from Carson Palmer. Yep. But when you were drafted, because you were drafted the same year as my brother. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I don't my even guy. Know, who's, who, Kevin Cobb? Yeah, Kevin Cobb. We, cool. Yep, we traded for him. Oh, yeah, traded for yeah, Kevin yeah. Cobb. Oh, wait, real quick, quick Go story. Ahead. When they traded for <laughs> Kevin Cobb, that Kevin Cobb's my boy. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald, I went, I went to pit, he went to pit. Mm-hmm. He texted me, said, call me ASAP. I called him up. Shh. I said, what's up, big bro? He said, man, why you trick us like that? <laughs> I'm like, what you mean? He said, your boy, Kevin Cobb. Hey. Ah, I said, that's uh. how we been, how we <laughs> Yo, I live for a Shady McCoy story in case y'all want. Anytime Shady says, quick story, stop what you're doing right, and, and you pay attention. Hey, listen. You pay attention for that. Um, okay, Kevin Cobb, Carson Palmer, Kyler Bunch Murray, uh, Kirk Cousins, amongst others. Kirk Cousins takes a lot of heat. He do, man. He takes a lot of heat. Primetime Kirk Cousins. All these things. Kirk Cousins is an elite. Kirk Cousins be robbing a bank. Kirk Cousins this. Kirk Cousins that. <laughs> Kirk Cousins this. Is Kirk Cousins good? Is he great? Is he elite? What is Kirk Cousins? I, I mean, yeah, Kirk Cousins is good. He's a good quarterback. You know, I just think sometimes some of the – the, the moments that occur obviously never end up falling in his, you know, in his direction. But if you look at his numbers, numbers. He, he can he can you can stack them up with the best of them. Like you know, I think now him understanding, I don't know if he see it as a, as a curse of him of, uh, on himself, but 
we, if I'm there next year, we, he has to find a way as a team to will us to win those games. Would you, okay. You are an, we need to win those You are defense. the most elite defensive back. I, would, well, I won't disrespect you by saying you're an elite defensive back. You are the most elite defensive back. Yes, he is. Would playing against, as defenders always look at it like this, does that person put fear in my eyes? Mm-hmm. That's, that's who I think about if they're a leader, not as like, do they put fear in my eyes? Does Kirk Cousins, if he's on the opposite end, does he put fear in Patrick Peterson's eyes as a quarterback? Yes, he can dot you up. If, if Kirk has a clean pocket, and obviously that comes with, you know, guys in front of him giving him that opportunity to deliver the ball. Kirk can make any throw in the book. And we've seen when he have clean pockets, he can make those throws. But any quarterback that's not set in the pocket, guys in his face, hands flying all over the place, they're going to be inaccurate. You know what I mean? So it's just those, some of those inaccurate throws cost us in, you know, in the playoff game. But no quarterback is has been really successful in a cloudy pocket. I got a couple more hard-hitting questions for you, but also you got that red cup to your left. When I went over there to dap you up, Circle K, tell me about what you got going with Circle K. Man, nothing much real big with Circle K. It's something that, you know, um, it was a gas station that literally right across the street from the uh, facility. I should stop there every single morning to grab me a cup of coffee. And, you know, for the most part, it was like a daily routine for me, you know, so – um, now being here, they partnered up with me, wanted me to come out here and just talk about my experience and, you know, my endeavors that I, uh, that I've had, uh, in my 10 years here in Arizona. And for the most part, I never had a bad cup and this is going to be my last <laughs> cup here today. And, um, we on to the next baby. Hey, we love, we love lists on this show. Shady McCoy usually always going to put somebody in the hot seat, but okay. I will take that responsibility for right now. Top five cornerbacks, excluding Patrick Peterson. The top five cornerbacks in currently game. in the game right now. Man, that's tough. Um, I got to go. In order. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Macho. In order. In order. I can't do order. I'm just going to give you five names. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. Um, I, I, I mean, I got to go both guys, uh, James, uh, Bradbury, uh, Slay. Both of those guys playing at a very, very high level. What they play for? Philly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both them guys got their own island for sure. Um, got to go with the young fella sauce. Mm-hmm. And he had an unbelievable rookie campaign. Can't, uh, can't wait to see what his career is going to unfold like. Uh, Sertan, can't, can't leave him off the list. And uh, number, uh, the fifth one, man, it's hard leaving Jalen off there. You know, Jalen, I know a lot of people may say you have a, he had a down year, but he's a dog, man. He is. He's yes. a baller, and I love to see him play on a Sunday. Okay, flip side of the same issue. And I, I would ask this question no matter where he went to school. But you've gotten a very close look at Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And you've played, I mean, you've played against the best. You, you, were the, you are the best. You're the best of your generation. Yep. Julio, all that cool stuff. Yep. Where does Justin Jefferson stack up? Like, how good is he really? Oh, he's up there. Yeah, he, he, he will be the best of his generation, and he's the best receiver right now in the game. Oh. And just. Is, is that a bias? Like, because. No, 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 no. And we can go back. You know, you know, I do a podcast, All Things Covered. Yep. I've been talking about this since April, that he will have the season that he that he end up having this year. He, I know he didn't end up getting a triple crown, but the work that he put in, what I've seen day in and day out from last year and what he wanted to become this year, it was a no-brainer. No, because, you know, all good things, good things happen to people who put the, the, the hard work into it, you know, and he's done that. 
My brother, I always ask him questions about the Cardinals because I love the Cardinals. Patrick Peterson went in the first round in the 2011 <laughs> draft. My brother went in the fourth round. Yep. I asked my brother. He played with Calais Campbell, Larry Fitzgerald, you. I said, hey, who's the most talented football player you've ever played with? Mm -hmm. And he hesitated for a second. I thought he would say Fitz. Fitz is walking into the Hall of Fame. He said, Pat P. <laughs> so let me ask you the same question, right? Who is the most talented player, and you've played with a lot of them, yeah. who's the most talented player you've ever played with or played against? Man, talent, most talented player, top to bottom. And I played with a bunch of them, man. Tyron's up there. Tyron Matthew. Fitzy's up there. Eric Fitzgerald. But I got to go with David Johnson. Just because. Running back David Johnson. Yes, just because wow. it's returning. I'm not expecting that. He was talking about just talent. Talent. His return skills was crazy when he was back there as a returner. He came in as a, he was a receiver, you know, uh, at N, NAU, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so he came in as a receiver, and what Bruce Aarons was able to do with him his first two years as a, a receiving running back, he kind of changed the game into, into trying to get the ball into running back's hand. I know Shady obviously was a very, very electrified running back in the game. But when you had that type of guy with that statue, he was a big 6'3". Like, he was a gazelle. Yeah. Like, he was, he was different. And you can have an opportunity to split him out wide in the slot. He created those mismatches. So, as far as talent, David Johnson. Sure. Last one for you. You walked into the league, and you were a pro bowler your rookie year as a punt returner. Yep. And then I believe seven more pro bowls in Arizona as a cornerback. Eight straight pro bowls. You had a Hall of Fame career in this city. Mm -hmm. Any animosity that they did not resign you? Any animosity that you end up in, in in Minnesota? Any animosity that Pat P has not been an Arizona Cardinal for the last few years? No, nah, not at all, man. And I, I love it here in Arizona, man. I still call it home. I just had one grief for one person. <laughs> that was Steve Kahn. That was all. Why? <laughs> because he wasn't a man of his word. And oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to have a quick, quick, have a quick therapy session. We're going to have a quick therapy session because um, I, had, I had animosity with Chip Kelly. Shady, do you like the, the, you had animosity with Chip Kelly? No, not really. No, really, no animosity? Hmm. We'll talk about that off camera. What? Uh, what, uh, what did Steve Kime say that he didn't do? He just didn't receive, he just didn't say what he was going to do in free agency. You know, he said he was going to call me, say he was supposed to reach out to me, you're traveling, I'm going to call you back tomorrow. You know, just things like that and never got a response at any moment during that period. Then as soon as I signed with Minnesota, now your phone worked. Ooh. So that's where the disrespect to me just went to an all-time high. Now his phone worked. It'd be like that. Yeah. See, when they need you, that's when they call you back. Shame on them. Can we get a round of applause for <laughs> know we out here in AZ. The crowd is crazy. Go crazy. Can I get my rock? Can I get my, you trust it? Can I get my rock? Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was 
<laughs> All right, the Super Bowl is literally just two days, three days away. The offenses are phenomenal. The Eagles have several All-Pros. The Chiefs have several All-Pros. So now it really comes down to who in the world has the scarier offense. Both teams have a whole bunch of talent, but which talent is scarier? Dave Hellman, you follow both of these teams incredibly closely. Where do you stand? The question is offense. Yep. It's Philadelphia, and I don't think it's that close, to be honest with you. If we're talking scariest, because we all know about Patrick Mahomes. I don't have to say a word about him. He's the best quarterback walking the earth. But the Eagles have so many more answers to these tests. Like, okay, what I'm about to say is going to sound crazy. I can help you draw up a game plan for stopping Patrick Mahomes. It's just really, really hard to do. Rush with four. Nice catch. That's why he's all decade right there. That's amazing. Rush with four and clog the throwing lanes and make Patrick Mahomes beat you. Make him be Superman. It's very hard to do, but that's what I would do. The Eagles, I don't know where to start. I mean, they got the best run game in the league. They've only failed to rush for 100 yards as a team three times with Jalen Hurts in the lineup. That's crazy. And they've, they've gone over 158 times. Like half the season, you can't hold them below 150. Y'all both know, isn't that the most conducive road to winning football games? And oh, by the way, if you're equipped to slow down their running game, which very few people are, they have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, you realize, had 1,200 yards this year? I feel like, and 95 catches, by the way. Like, that's just sitting over by the wayside. <laughs> like, nobody even talks about that. Like, he's top 10 in production this year, and he's the Eagles' number two. So, cool, double A.J. Brown if you want to. Devontae Smith's going to feast. You got Dallas Goddard who can do stuff as well. Like, I, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I don't know where to start. And that's what makes them terrifying to me. Joy Taylor, scariest offense. Where you at? Very compelling, Dave. Thank you. Um, and mostly I agree, but uh, the, the Chiefs have the MVP. They do. They do. I, I said it sounded crazy. Best hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Joy. I, I got to pause you. I got to pause you. I got to pause you. You said that she's had a, the MVP, and I saw a dramatic head nod from my man right there in yeah. that Mahomes jersey. I saw a dramatic. Can we get a shot? Can we get a shot of that? Can we get a shot? Can, can we get a shot? Stand up, my brother. There it is. Like, I, I couldn't let that moment be missed. I saw that, a dramatic, like, he felt it in his soul. George said she's got the MVP, and he just... Yeah, they got that. They do. Yeah, yeah they do, Joy. And there were a lot of questions about what the offense was going to look like, and he still put up MVP numbers with this offense. So they're, they're, they're not – they better be scary to somebody. They went through the AFC. They were the number one seed in the AFC up against that gauntlet of quarterbacks on the other side of the ball putting up numbers. Also, they have quite a few uh, pro bowlers, quite a few all pros. Shady. Hard to do. It's hard to do. Hard to do. They got Everybody Travis Kelsey. All right, their guard, center. All on offense, all on the line that's protecting Patrick Mahomes. They have great players on the offensive side of the ball, and they have the MVP. So while I do think that Philadelphia has depth and Jalen Hurts is an MVP finalist, and they've had an incredible season as well, if you're talking about scary, Mahomes is the scariest player in the league. That's a good point. Two five. You were one of the scariest players I ever played against. Every day in practice, we would go one on one in one on ones in pass pro in seven on seven, etc. So I know what it's like to go up against a scary player. You know what it's like to be uh, one. Who's got the scarier offense? Chiefs. It's just offense. Just offense. This is hard to say, but I gotta go with the Chiefs. Like if we just sit and watch football, right? All offense. Who's more scary when they're, when they're on fire? Any offense. Pick one. The, the Bengals, the, the Bills, the Chiefs. 
Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, when they're on fire, that's the scariest thing ever. Then they start doing a little small little runs that's just getting 10 yards because you worry about the pass. And so I, if I had to pick this one team as far as out of these two who's more scariest on offense as to be the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, when he's hot and he's, he's riding high, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, they, they dialing up and dialing it up. I got to go with them. Shady, you know Andy Reid. Hey, you know that burn. I'm like the, the Eagles guy on the show right now. Like, how do, how do we get <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Dave Hellman is a Cowboys fan. And oh, don't God. try to. Yeah. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's right. Yeah. So, so, so. I, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I will not let Dave Hellman trick y'all. <laughs> All right. Who's riding with the birds right now and who's not? I'm, just, I'm doing my job. You're doing his job. I'm doing my job. You're doing his job. There's a better team. I would go with the Eagles. Better I'm team. hurt for you. We only got two Cowboys fans here. Yeah. You know, you know why? Wait, the, the, the reason. Oh, oh four. The reason why is because they'll probably never be here. Sorry about that. I never, ever start the Cowboys stuff. Ever. It's always y'all. Just throwing that out there. Shady, Andy Reid joined our show literally two days ago. You called him up. You talked to him. You talked to the wife. You talked to Brett Beach. You were incredibly close with that entire family. You know how talented he is. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes, you know how talented he is. Who do you think is most important to the Chiefs having a dominant game on Sunday? Not to what they've done all season, but on oh. Sunday. Who's most important to that game? That's an easy one. Coaches are meant to put players in positions to make plays, right? Go out there and be great. It's my job to put you in that position. So it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. He's the one that's going to go against that crazy, aggressive, fast defense line. He's out there going against some all-pro quarterbacks with the Philadelphia Eagles. So it got to be Patrick Mahomes because Andy ain't playing. Andy's a big guy. He likes his cheeseburgers. He likes to chill. That's it. That's it. So I got, I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. Dave, as you watch and you study the game, Andy Reid, do you think that he can cook up enough to beat out all-pro cornerback Darius Slay, all-pro cornerback James Bradbury, six-interception safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, 16-sack outside linebacker Hassan Reddick, 11-sack outside linebacker Brandon Graham, 11-sack uh, Javon Hargrave. Can Andy Reid cook That's a lot of sacks. A lot of sacks. I don't, it's a lot of sacks. I don't like it when you list it all out like that. It doesn't make me feel good. Can Andy Reid cook something up for that? Yeah, I mean, yes. First, and this is this is where it helps so much what the Chiefs have, which is continuity. Like Andy yeah. Reid's been working with Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy's been there for years. All these guys know each other. They know what works. They can play off of each other. And yeah, I think they can put a game plan together. But a huge part of it is Patrick Mahomes. Like I just said, like I can imagine a defensive game plan to stop Patrick Mahomes. Doing it is another thing entirely. So yeah, I mean, when you have the best quarterback in the world. Any coach, I think, can, can scheme up a good game plan for him. Andy Reid can obviously do it better. So, yeah, I have absolute faith. Troy, where are you standing on that? Andy Reid, can he, can he single-handedly scheme up a game plan to defeat or at least to make sure they stay competitive with all that craziness out there on the Eagles defense? Yeah, I don't have doubt in Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes. I think this is going – this is the most – despite the fact that Kansas City is the scrappy one and all, there's happy to be here. I think there's two – whoa, that's a B. That's what? a B. That's a B. <laughs> This is live television, live America. TV. This is live TV. I think it, it went In out. case you were wondering, this is live TV. It has gone. It's gone. You are okay, Troy Taylor. Appropriate. You are okay. That's the it was a right curious there. me. <laughs> killer me, huh? All right. Uh, it's fine. We'll get our bearings. Ooh. I think they're very evenly matched teams. I mean, you, those are two 
onesies. Like, this is really what – you couldn't ask for a better matchup than this. We have the two best teams in the league. You can hate if you want to, but you're hating from the couch. So, when you're talking about – uh, uh, Thank you. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> a, a coach that has done this before is doing this year in and year out against great defenses all the time. It's really going – it's going to come down to who makes the play at the end of the game, in my opinion. Obviously, we're not giving our predictions yet. That's for tomorrow. But that, to me, is how this game is going to go. I don't see a blowout. I don't see anything that's going to get out of hand. And if you're asking me, can Andy Reid put Patrick Mahomes in a position to do that, keep in mind, Pat's both quarterbacks in this game are a little banged up mm-hmm. as well. So that's going to play a part in the game planning also. I got to show love to everybody in the crowd because all y'all, all y'all are amazing taking time to come out here, all y'all. But one person in particular. Rocking one jersey in particular. Oh, no. Needs a little bit extra love. I see a 2-5 LaShawn McCoy Eagles jersey in the crowd. Mr. Cameraman, we got two of them. That's right. Come on now. We got another one now. And now listen, listen. Now this is why it's so important because you can't see a 25 jersey in Philadelphia. Think about it. Who's the last 25 number jersey player you've been seeing in Philadelphia? It was, it was and then you. after me, who? So it's me and them. We're the only ones left. <laughs> That's it. They don't get that number out no more. Right, Come on now. Are, are you telling me that your number is unofficially retired? Well, it's well, like it takes, unofficially. It, yeah, it takes five years to officially retire. But I mean, I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. <laughs> you won't see a 25 no more. You won't see a 25 anymore. Dave Hellman, the, mo- the player you are most excited to see in this game. Obviously, we have Fred Warner coming on the set next, and I'm most excited to see him, the best linebacker in football. But let me ask you before we go to commercial break, what player outside of Patrick Mahomes and outside of Jalen Hurts, not the quarterbacks, are you most excited to see? I'm going to ride the same thing I rode in the conference championship game, which is that if I mean, we know Patrick Mahomes has to play great, but if the Chiefs are going to win, Chris Jones has to wreck shop. He's got to, I mean, it's got to happen. He's, I mean, and he did it. He did it against Cincinnati. It's a different beast against this Eagles offensive line, but seeing him against Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, maybe even he'll kick out and play against Lane Johnson, like that sounds fun as hell to me, and he's got to be great if the Chiefs are going to win this game. Well, speaking of being great, I- I'm going to take the next 30 seconds for this outro. I'm going to have to. <laughs> um, I played linebacker, y'all. I aspired to play linebacker at a high level, but I had physical limitations couple mental limitations, maybe some emotional limitations. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Y'all are here to be honest. The person we're bringing up next has no physical limitations. Definitely no. He got no mental limitations. He got no emotional limitations. Fred Warner is one of the greatest linebackers of this generation. First team all pro for the best defense in football. Y'all got to show some love for Fred Warner, man. When we return... Talk to the king of playing the linebacker position, Fred Warner. Yo, he a different kind of animal. moment for the show because just like we talk about the Cowboys every day somehow this man gets brought up in every single show (laughs) it doesn't matter what we're talking about so Fred when I say you are Emmanuel's favorite 
I would go as far as man crush, but I don't want to be wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. we good. Okay, we good. but yeah. this is uh, this is a very special moment for Speak. So thank you for coming out. Let's give him a round of applause, and I'll let I'll let Emmanuel do the proper introduction. Uh, viewers at home, consider this a privilege. Consider it an honor. You are in the presence of not just greatness, but the elite of elite. Fred Warner, first team All-Pro this year, quarterbacking the best defense in football, one of the best defenses we've seen in a mighty long time of the San Francisco 49ers. Fred, first and foremost, being in Arizona, just talk to me about the season, which culminated to falling one game short of the Super Bowl. Talk me through it. Yeah, no, it's bittersweet to be out here. I've, this is the first time seeing the, uh, the stadium. You know, and this is what you work for all season long. This is the goal. This is the standard, especially playing for an organization, the 49ers, where winning is the standard, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here taking this in. The first time I'm seeing it, it sucks, bro. It hurts, you know, because that's where we wanted to be. But, um, you know, things happen. You know, that's life. You get punched in the face sometimes, and it's how you respond, how you get up from it. Uh, so I know we'll be better for it. Does it hurt more because your quarterback got hurt, and do you feel like you would have won that game if everything would have went according to script as it pertains to health. Yeah, no, it was an interesting way to lose. Um, you know, you mentioned losing your quarterback in, what, the first series of the game. Uh, your your fourth-string quarterback goes down with a concussion, so then the, the, the third string got to come back in and just hand the ball off all second half. So, um, you know, it was a lot of mixed emotions. I think more than anything, we, we felt like this was the year. Like, I, I know for myself, I wrote it down. Like, I put it on post-it notes all around the house. I got them, I got them up. I'm saying we are going to be Super Bowl 57 champions. Is that what you had on post-it notes That's in That's what house? I had, Super Bowl 57 champion. You know, February 12th, I knew the day. I knew what Super Bowl it was, and I knew we were going to be here in Arizona. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen, you know. And so that's what hurts the most is when you, when you give your whole heart to something and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen the way you want it to. But, hey, you know, you learn from it. D'Amico Ryans, he was my linebacker in Philadelphia. He was my big bro in the same squad. Uh -oh. He was your defensive coordinator. He's gone now, though. Right. Talk about D'Amico Ryans. One, are you going to miss him, and if so, how much? <laughs> Am I going to miss him? Man, listen, I could sit here all day and talk about D'Amico and what he means to me, um, you know, as a player and as a man. I came in. I'm a young cat out of BYU. I, I don't even know how to play off the ball backer. I don't even know how to get in the stands behind, behind the D-line, right? And D'Amico took me under his wing and developed me into being a two-time first-team All-Pro middle linebacker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all heard he said two-time, right? Heard, <laughs> hey, I don't hear nothing from the crowd. Y'all heard he said two-time, right? Y'all heard he said two-time, right? Thank you. Developed you into being a two-time All-Pro. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's – it's not, it's not like you could just take any player who played at a high level because obviously he played at a real high level when he played, right? But the ability to teach, to teach the game um, was something that separates him and obviously being a leader of men like he was when he played for the Eagles and played for the Texans. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the Texans got the best head coach in the league aside from Kyle Shanahan, of course. But, um, man, I'm so happy for him. He's so deserving, and I'm happy to see how he, how he does. Well, we got one of the best linebackers in football joining the show, one of the best teachers, obviously, playing the game at a high level. He knows a lot about the game. So I want to teach you, the viewer, here in a moment. Now, as, as the rest of the desk comes to join, uh, join us over here on the field, Fred, there's one play 
that the Eagles run that mm-hmm. I believe is incredibly hard to stop. Sure. As a Mike linebacker, you're typically off of that number three wide receiver. Yep. And the number three wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles was often Dallas Goddard. Yep. He would bubble, and you would be torn because Miles Sanders is taking a handoff going left, and the number three wide receiver okay. is going right. Fred, Dave Hellman, <laughs> Joy Taylor, LaShawn McCoy. Now, Fred, what is – well, first off, we have the play, so can we take a look at it? Can yeah, we take please, a look at it for please, the viewers? Let's take a look. Let's um, take a look at now, it. what is the hardest thing to stop about a play like this? What y'all are going to see is the Eagles have those three wide receivers. Dallas Goddard's number three. Fred Warner's about to be highlighted here in a moment. That's the bad man right there. Fred, now Dallas is going to bubble to the right, but Miles Sanders is going to take that zone to the left. Fred is in a bind. He got to play the bubble. But he also got to play the inside zone. This was the longest touchdown run by a running back for the Eagles all day. This is the difference between winning and losing, is that predicament the Eagles put you in. For Chiefs fans, for Eagles fans, how in the world can a linebacker stop that play? No, that's a tough play. You mentioned it. I mean, I have a responsibility in the run game, uh, having Jalen Hurts if he pulls that ball, because it is an RPO. Hold on, hold on. Can we demo it? Because Joy loves ahead, us yeah, and Jalen yeah, Hurts. We love Joy, you're going to be Jalen Hurts. Sure. Offense to defend. Okay. Jay, you the running back. You so, the running back. You so the running back. This is the offense. That's the offense. And we're, we're the defense. Backers. Dave, you the wide receiver. You the wide receiver. You the wide receiver. We, 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 might, need we might need a couple extra pieces. <laughs> but, but, we'll, but we'll just play along. Uh, you play know? along with it. Play along we'll with it. Wide out a little more, Dave. Wide out a little more. Wide out a little more. Dave, you know you. Shay, you know you a little back. Bend your knees a little bit now, Dave. Come on, man. Be a player. Come on. Be a player. So what it is, Joy is going to be Jalen Hurts. LaShawn McCoy is obviously Miles Sanders, but he can be LaShawn. McCoy. He's Eagles all-time rushing leader. Dave Hellman is that number three receiver. Fred Warner is going to be the linebacker who he was, that bad man. What in the world can you do when you see that action of Jalen Hurts handing it to Miles Sanders, but he might pull it and throw it to Goddard? Well, here's, here's the key, right, is that we have a different call depending on the play, and let's just say it's our base down defense, maybe it's a cover three. You got to rely on every single piece of your defense to execute their job in order for the play to work, right? So I have Jalen Hurts if he pulls his ball. Like, go ahead. We, we give him the run pass off. Okay. Now she, she Jalen Hurts, now, ha- <laughs> now has the option where she can either run the ball down the field where I would then have to tackle, or if I'm, if I'm in a great position, let's say I'm in a great position to go make the tackle, she can then dump the ball off to Dallas Goddard over here in the flat where then we need our Locked. defensive backs. Yep. With, with blockers where we need our defensive backs over there to be able to make that play as well. So – that's kind of the give and take. Now, if she were to hand the ball off to uh, Mr. McCoy here or Miles Sanders, as it was. How hard this would be in my prime? Me and you. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> laughed at you. I know. I mean, he I laughed at you. I mean, I mean, he laughed at you. I ain't laughing at you. Willis. Now, listen. Laugh. Patrick Willis wouldn't laugh. Now, listen. I seen, I seen the way you be carrying that ball around, though. You be carrying that thing. Like, I don't fumble, though. I don't mean you be carrying that thing like that. <laughs> around that field, boy. I don't know. Can I answer the question? I'm coming in like this. All right. Okay. All right. No. Um, the, the thing, the play that they kept running that was really good for them was we call it a belly wipe where they taking Travis Kelsey as their pulling guard mm. yeah. as the center. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Kelsey. Yeah, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, my, my, what did I say, Travis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he Travis, down, he uh, home, they coming at you all different ways. You don't even know which one it is. But anyway, so uh, Jason, Jason, he's pulling and creating an extra down, gap. Then he would pull. He's pulling. He's yeah, creating an extra it. gap. So yeah. my guy, Dre Greenlaw out here, he's expecting me to kind of be on the inside of that center as he's turning he it back to me. And I have to – and go ahead. No, 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 no. We, we got to take a commercial break. Can you go stick ahead. around for one more block? Absolutely. You got 10 more minutes for oh, yeah, me? You got, got 10 help. more minutes for your boy? Absolutely. Thank Let's you, my dog. Yes, when sir. we return, we're going to ask Fred Warner, all-pro linebacker, a couple more questions at the desk with the whole show. Let's get it going.
joined by two-time All-Pro linebacker Fred Warner. And honestly, I feel like this is how people feel when they meet Beyonce. <laughs> I feel like this is how people feel. Now we got to dive right into it because we're running into the end of the show. Fred, you played against the Chiefs offense. And I'm not going to lie, as a person who loves defense, it was not a great performance. <laughs> like, it was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. You also played against the Eagles offense. Yep. Eagles and Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. You're one of the best defenders on the best defense in the league. What offense is, is better? Is it the Chiefs offense? Is it the Eagles offense? And why? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you could say one's just, just clearly better than the other. They both had great seasons and obviously had their way with the Niners, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or else we'd be over there, right? Um, but, no, I think with, with the Chiefs, it obviously it all starts and, and ends with Pat Mahomes, um, you know, him and – being the talent that he is, just just a tremendous player. Um, the Eagles, I think it all it all starts with the run game to open up everything else. They have a lot of great playmakers on that side. Um, it's going to be a great battle. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, there is there is some uh, some good defense being played as well, but I mean both teams are are high-powered. Fred, I don't think I've laughed harder this season than when you carried C.D. Lamb down the seam <laughs> in the second half of that playoff game. And is that funny? Uh, funny because it was so amazing. Okay. <laughs> like, literally, I, like, I texted Acho. I was like, there's your guy. I, I, I mean, that's amazing. Like, there aren't that many linebackers that can do that. I, and I get, you know, part of it is obviously just athletic ability, but coverage is so important in the NFL these days, and there aren't a lot of linebackers that can do that. I mean, what is, what is the key element in pass coverage that, that you've developed over the course of your career? It's honestly more, it's more so about understanding concepts than it is about athleticism to me because – um, you know, in that, in that specific play, I knew we had a blitz on. I knew the ball had to come out, you know, fairly quick. And I knew I had the middle, middle run through. Right. And so I'm over here. I'm hugged up in the A-gap. And I knew my coach specifically told me, don't hang up in that A-gap too long because you know what you got down there. But there was a play earlier on in the game where we're in the first, first uh, drive of the, of the series. Um, is a third down. I have CD down the, down the pipe just like we did on, on that play, right? And I kind of was, you know, I was tempoing him. And I was like, ah, oh, this – wasn't quite feeling like he was burning me, right? Like, I'm kind of sticking with him. So, you know, I had to fill it out. And so later on in the game, I seen, I saw him at three, and I'm, I'm down in the egg. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold a little longer to give my guy some more time to hit the blitz uh, and come free. Uh, and I got out of there, and I hauled all the way down the field. And the thing I'm most proud about on that play is something that I've worked on a ton uh, in the offseason, in season, is when you're in phase, looking back for the ball. You know, not panicking. Not panicking when you're out there because – when it's just you and another wide receiver, their number one wide receiver, and all this grass, and you yep. see his eyes getting real yep. wide, it's like, uh oh, it's time. Like, it, it, you, you better come, you better come uh, ready to play. So, uh, you know, the ability to kind of get my hand on him and get my head around to, uh, you know, make that a, a, a harder play for them to make. Scouting the Eagles, right? That's my, I want a question for you I, I had, because I was just wondering, because I watch a lot of tape. Scouting the Eagles, what was hard from watching tape, but then in the game, like, whoa, this is even harder than I thought. Uh, my worst nightmare is going against running quarterbacks because it, it just it creates so many different things that you have to defend as a defender, especially as a linebacker. You know, we just mentioned it out there on the field, all these different things that I have to worry about. Okay, if Jalen pulls it here and then the RPO run pass option, uh, you know, them running the ball, they have great running backs, a great, great offensive line, playmakers down the field to throw the ball. You know, there's just so many different elements that you got to defend. Uh, so that's kind of the thing that, looking at tape, I knew that we were going to have to handle. And then in game, everything kind of held up. You know, I knew that they wanted to run the ball. They, they, st- they stuck true to that. Um, I think going into the game, I thought they were going to try to utilize Jalen a little more running the ball. But 
he honestly wasn't really trying to pull it. He was more so giving the handing the ball off, and that kind of threw me off a little bit. In turn, I could have just played more true to the actual run game. Yeah, I got two quick questions for you. One, I interviewed your boy Debo today, right, this morning. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, a lot to say. But I was asking him just about, like, you guys always get close. Yeah. What you think is left? What you think you need to do to get over that hump? Um, I mean, I don't think there's a clear-cut answer. I think if you look come at the way, on, now, if you, come on now, if you, great defense, come on now. If you look at the way, if you look at the way we lost in Philly, why did we lose? Quarterback. We we our, our quarterback got injured. Our third-string quarterback, third-string quarterback, seventh-round draft pick, mystery mystery relevant, got injured. Like the fact that we're even in that position to begin with, and we, made, and we made it. Oh, here we I go. Gotta, I gotta go to break. I gotta go to break. Yeah, right, On right. that note. We will return. We might get an answer. <laughs> but we might not. It's energy. Hey, Shady, how much you how much you enjoy this live audience, big dog? Oh, man, listen. Some great fans are here. I mean, I mean, I mean, okay, yeah. other, other than the Cowboy fans, it was great tonight. It was great. It was great. Shady, we got 20 seconds left. You take it over, big dog. You no, take no, it no. Over. You take it over. All right, then. Well, I loved all y'all. Y'all did your thing. Joy did a thing. Dave did a thing. Shady did his thing. Producers did their thing. Video team did their thing. Mike team did their thing. We appreciate y'all watching. We will be back here tomorrow. It'll be live.